Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Giving you everything you need to fight the Trump administration. This is The Bill Press Show. Live at YouTube.com slash The Bill Press Show. And good morning. It's Jimmy Williams in for Bill Press, who's like on a park bench somewhere. We don't know where, but that's perfectly okay. If I'm Bill, I'd be on a park bench on a Friday, too. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Jimmy. How are you? Uh, it's I'm doing much better now that you're here. Well, that's a lie. Such a good morning when I get to spend it with you, Jimmy. That's definitely a lie. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. <laughs> a healthy dose of Jimmy Williams. A healthy dose? Morning. There's yeah. no such thing. That, that That's an oxymoron. Someone tweeted at me last time after you were here and asked if we were related, so I would just like to tell everybody, I'm so happy that, <laughs> that I can do this show with my real dad, Jimmy my, Williams. My, my, oh, that was Mean Girls. <laughs> Ray, hashtag Mean Girls. That was not nice. I what wasn't being hell? mean. My dad? Well, my real dad. Do you mean real daddy? <laughs> really? Jamie, Seriously? You, you're not, I mean, you're of an age to be old. Uh, my dad. You I'm can, 50. Yeah. You can I, be turned, dad. I turned 50 a week ago. I, I, I believe that, but I, you, you wouldn't. No, he, he couldn't be your dad. What you know, you you know what of I am? Of course he could. You know I'm a DILF, right? And I'll just leave it at that. A dill. Yes. With us this morning also, Jamie, we've got Ray, and of course we have Monty running the video. Thank you, Monty, for making me look so pretty on a a beautiful Friday morning. Um, We've got a lot of great news to get to. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash show. You can find us streaming on video, our streaming video at youtube.com slash show. And you subscribe to us. That is helpful. Follow us on Twitter at BP Show. You can follow me on Twitter too at Jimmy's Politics. Just be forewarned: if you troll me, I will block your happy ass so fast you won't even know that I, that you even knew me. You can download the podcast, which is very important, on iTunes, and just search for well the Bill Press Show. And make sure you subscribe. And also do us a favor: when you subscribe, make sure you leave a review and rate us because that makes new listeners find the podcast. You can also find my podcast on iTunes as well, and other places like Stitcher, and that's called Decode DC, D-E-C-O-D-E-D-C, Decode DC. Um, we got a lot to get to, um, but before all of that... This is the Full Court Press. Yes, indeed, just a couple of other stories, making news. All right, so there is a big marathon taking place in Beijing, and I didn't realize this because... Is it running? Yeah, because I don't run marathons. I don't run ever, period. Yeah, so there's a big problem, apparently, about people cheating in the marathon. So what they'll do is... They'll no, I'm dead serious. You don't cheat in China. Yeah, so they uh, will not take part in the race and then like join halfway through or like three quarters of the way through. Love it. And then they'll just sort of <laughs> sprint to the finish and get a good time because they didn't run the whole marathon. Right, right. So now in China, there is a new facial recognition software that they're going to be using. The Chinese Athletics Association said that they are going to use facial recognition for people at the starting line. And at all different points throughout the race, right? Because this is 
like a real a real problem for them. Are these yeah. like top ten finishers that are it's cheating? The, it's or? actually the, for the top one hundred finishers is what they're doing. Just the top one hundred because uh, there are prizes given for the top one hundred. Oh, so if okay. you, so, what they do That's is like if a you're, pig or a she, a sheep or a I, lamb. I have no idea, but like with like if you're one of the top one hundred, they start you off in a certain group. They look at the facial recognition software. They make sure that you didn't cheat along the way. And that you were there for the whole race. So smart. Yeah, and that's smart. That mm-hmm. would just that gets rid of the whole. The, the whole Chinese problem. are spying on the marathon runners. Yeah, shocking. Well, how about this? Okay. Congressional job approval declined to twenty percent in April. That's eight points lower mm. than what they had in February. Which, by the way, that was a seven-year high. What they had in February, they said that that was sort of riding off of the coat. Who are the twenty percent inauguration? Yeah, twenty like percent friends and family of congressmen. Twenty percent of people. In April, who are uh, the idiots in America that Congress is think Congress is doing a good job? Democrats good and Republicans. Question. That's I mean, a very good question. Yeah. Uh, the uh, drop was driven mainly by a loss of support among Republicans. Oh, really? The Republicans did sort of still like Congress. Buyers not remorse. Anymore. Buyers remorse. Buyers remorse. Exactly. Yes. So, yeah, if you're not a fan of Congress, you're not alone. Oh, okay. Well, twenty percent approval rate. I'm not a fan of Congress. That's pretty. And terrible. I worked there. Yeah. You know, what did Forrest Gump say? Dumb and dumber. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Forrest Gump didn't say that. And we'll be right back. On your radio, on TV, and online. This is the Bill Press Show. And it's Jimmy Williams in for Bill Press. You can find us at BP Show on Facebook. I'm sorry, Bill Press Show on Facebook. You can also find us streaming video on YouTube.com. And to answer my friend Tom Judson's question, which he puts on on Twitter, yes, um, Tom, you can find us on YouTube at, um, uh, let's see, The Bill Press Show. YouTube.com slash The Bill Press Show. Right, so go to YouTube and put in The Bill Press Show, and you can see my gleaming, smiling face at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, follow us on Twitter at BP Show and, of course, me at Jimmy's Politics. Don't troll me because I will block your ass. Um, we have a lot to get to today. Sure do. What you want to talk about first? Well, uh, let's see. It's Friday. By the end of the day, we could be in like six wars. Well, so, hello, Jerry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, we've already bombed um, Syria. I'm yeah. like, fine. I, I, I tweeted out yesterday, okay, I get it. And then we bombed Afghanistan. I'm like, meh, okay, fine. And now we're going to bomb North Korea because we hate Seoul. <laughs> we just hate South Korea. We hate Kim Chi. That's why we're going to do this. Look, like, this is crazy. This is so crazy. I I'm mean, not joking. I, no, I know. I know you're not joking. Uh, the The Syria thing actually happened. It wasn't that effective by all accounts. <laughs> and so... What in gay hell was that? Oh, you know what? I said Syria, and my phone said, hey, Syria. This happened yesterday with my bureau chief. I can't say. We were literally having a meeting, and she said Syria, and the the, the phone turned on. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's triggered to- Syria's so stupid. Sometimes she works when she wants to, but not when you want her to. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. This is why I'm gay. so, So we bombed Syria, and that has, like, had very little impact on the situation in Syria. The- Mother of all bombs, which we dropped yesterday or day before. Should yesterday. it be the father of all bombs? Well, there is a father of all bombs. It's called Russia the... has it. What is it? It's the largest non-nuclear bomb that you. That, that's, How many tons? That's I, I, I couldn't tell. You. What was ours? Eleven. 
Um, I think it was oh, yeah, it was eleven. Eleven tons. Yeah, eleven tons. I was in the 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 breaking news transcript was eleven thousand tons. And my friend Mike looked at me, he goes, Do you understand what you just said? Eleven thousand tons. Like Imagine said, flying that bad boy. Right. And he goes, The plane isn't I'm like, Oh, maybe you mean eleven? Yeah. Eleven tons. <laughs> yeah, it's an eleven tons. I was ton never bomb. good at math. <laughs> we dropped a very, very, very big, big bomb, bomb right. in Afghanistan. <laughs> right, apparently. And it, in you, remote Afghanistan. In remote Afghanistan. Right. Which the the official story is there were a lot of tunnels and caves there, and that this bomb specifically impacts the ground in such a way that if you were in a tunnel anywhere close to that spot where it hit, you are now a pancake. It just forces down all of the ground around you. It just craters. Can I ask a question? Sure. I can't is there anything in Afghanistan other than tunnels and mountains? Look, I, I I don't have an answer to that question. I mean, back in the day when it was a cool place, they had the Silk Road, but I don't I don't think that's there now. Well, look, you know, you know here here's the big problem that I that I see that what we're walking into mm-hmm. here is Trump has taken this sort of new turn towards bomb, uh, bomb, 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 yeah. right, right, like in a hundred days, in a, how many in a bombs? Weeks time, how many bombs have we dropped in a hundred days? We've dropped a lot of bombs. And this does, and we're talking about the noticeable ones, like the uh, the big uh, uh, first one that happened in Syria, yeah, and then this big mother of all bombs they dropped in Afghanistan, yeah. And we're talking about this situation in North Korea, but we've also dropped other bombs, right? Like we killed two hundred civilians in Syria a couple of weeks ago, right? We killed eighteen rebel Syrian fighters who were on our side earlier this week. Oh, that's helpful. So, like, we just continue to drop bombs on people, and that's just normal now. You know what's so fascinating about this whole thing is, is is Trump saying to do this, or the generals just, I mean, is he just like, okay, I'm going to have the best generals ever, and so he just says, all right, guys, here's the deal. I'm the president. Now just go bomb what you want. Or is he actually saying, go bomb this place? That's a good question, because he was asked about that yesterday, and he didn't give a straight answer. Do we have that tape? Everybody knows exactly what happened, so, and what I do is I authorize my military. We have the greatest military in the world, and they've done a job as usual, so we have given them total authorization. So, during the campaign, our military was not the greatest. Now it is the greatest because we're bombing people, and he can't say whether he actually said bomb them. Yeah. I'm terribly confused on a Friday morning in April. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is what everybody was worried about. This is when you... When you <laughs> That's the, the nicest thing you've ever said. Well, no, I mean, when you... Let me put it this way. Like, when you when, when we were in the election, and yeah. you had all these Republicans and all these generals who came out and yeah. said Donald Trump can't be president right, because right, right. he'll do some crazy stuff, like just... This is it. Start, but this is what we were talking about. This situation in North Korea... Um, where North Korea is going to do another nuclear test. They've sure they said are. that they're going to do it's it. It's the 105th anniversary of somebody who founded the something. something yes. Right. Right. So, like, they're going to do another nuclear test, and we have said that we might preemptively strike North Korea if they do another nuclear and test. And then they're just going to bomb the hell out of Seoul. Think about that. It's so like South Korea will cease to exist. Yeah. We'll it will bom- go away. Like we will bomb Korea. Right. I've been there. I went on a congressional delegation trip when I was a staffer. And I actually, you know, there's that line 
between North and South, right? Called the DMZ. Yeah, yeah. Demilitarized. Not, yeah, also yeah. known as the DMV, if right, you ever right, got your driver's right. license, right? And so there are table, and they're like these little, little, little teeny warehouses that have been since the Cold War. And you go in on the South Korean side. I mean, in North Korea, is like right there. And you walk in into this building, and there's a long table, and there are microphones just like these, and the microphones are live because the North Koreans want to hear what's going on. And you can walk across the line, the, the the longitudinal line into North Korea, and there's a door. And if you go out the door, you've defected. And they were like, don't defect. Wow. Right? And we're like, um, don't worry. I need to go back to, like, America. And But it was it was eerie. And then as soon as you walk across the line, North Korean soldiers would come up and look through the window at you. It was freaky. Well, I believe that's right. Yeah. yeah that's like, and they had their weapons, the whole nine yards. And now all of a sudden, Donald Trump, our president, uh, our fearless leader, fearless being the operative word, um, seems to think that that needs to uh, – I mean, really? We're going to bomb North Korea? Now, China, to their credit – did come out and they said this. They said we're going to cut off oil to them, which they need, um, if they do this 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 military show of force, which they do again every year on this date. And so that's helpful. Thanks, China. How about this? How about just starve the ple- the people, cut off all their food, cut off all their oil, cut off everything, and make it so that they don't do this thing. Yeah, sure. We are at a, some sort of weird like precipice here. Because Donald Trump seems to want to bomb everything. Like, I, up until this point, we've had a lot of people talking about, you know, World War III and what's coming and all this stuff. And I, I, I don't necessarily buy into it. But Well, thank God he likes NATO now. That's all I can say. <laughs> but when he starts saying things about, like, we might preemptively strike in North Korea because they're doing a missile test, that scares the hell out of me. It should scare the hell out of you. It should scare the hell out of the listeners that are paying attention to this. And the bottom and by, line and by is, the way, no matter what they say, because they've already started to walk back a little bit. Like I completely, hundred percent believe that he would. He is capable of, of doing. Well, this. obviously, yeah. I mean, to, what is it? My nephew says, "Totes hobby, <laughs> totes hobby." <laughs> Jamie, is that something y'all say as millennials? I don't know, Jimmy. That's a yes. That means yes. That's a yes. So hey, y'all. I, IDK, Jimmy. IDK. <laughs> IDK. <laughs> R O F M L whatever it is, Rafflecopter. That's it. Yes, yes. These are all acronyms that millennials <laughs> use, and I think it's fabulous. By the way, did y'all know that I called Jamie Politatwink? <laughs> y'all should know that. It's fabulous. It's the best thing ever. Wouldn't all be time. the Jimmy Williams show without one of those. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get off this 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 oh, awful, yeah. terrible. We're going to come back to this whole thing about bombing and stuff like that. Um, so look. Congress is at 20%. The president wants to bomb stuff. Uh, the jobs reports didn't come in the way they were supposed to come in, or the jobs numbers did not come in, even though unemployment fell. And I guess my question is, is how's he doing? He, he botched health care, and then he said, oh, it was Congress's fault. Um, he didn't repeal Obamacare. He didn't replace Obamacare. And um, Steve Scalise, who's the majority whip in the House, um, a guy from Louisiana with um, – Ties to white supremacy groups. You know, no, he actually is in this so that he can uh, whip minorities, not majority whip. He's oh in whip my minorities. God! You totally just said that, didn't you? Right. I didn't even go that far. You did, right. but I'm okay with it because right. you said it. But here's the deal: the deal is, he then said, "We're closer than ever to repealing and replacing Obama." I'm like, no, you're not. You're not closer than anything. And the reason you're not is because you have the same membership you had before. And so, you know, they can't get this done. I mean, what? Now they're saying we're, they're going to do tax reform. Are they going to do tax reform? Do you think? No. 
Do you know they know what tax reform is? Donald Trump does. Well, yeah, to cut his taxes. To cut his taxes. Right. That's that's simple. I understand that. I, I think that uh, it's very clear that the Republicans are uh, are not, nor should they ever be, the governing party. Like they have no idea what they're doing. This healthcare thing. For as much grief as we give Donald Trump for being a bad and clueless and, and unorganized president, all of which are true, <laughs> the the healthcare thing was not his fault. That was Paul Ryan's fault. He put That's an true. like an arbitrary date out of the middle of nowhere that they insisted that we were going to have this vote on this yep. date. Didn't get the votes. Like let this crappy bill get through to like people he knew weren't going to vote for it. That's right. That lands at the feet of Paul Ryan. Who's had a long time to fix, in his eyes, the problem seven of health care. Seven right? years. Yeah, seven years. Seven years. So, like, yes, Donald Trump is a very bad and unorganized and, and clueless president, but, like, the Republicans don't know how to govern. This is Paul Ryan. This is the guy that wants to be president. This is the guy that ran for vice president. This mm-hmm. is the guy that ha- is— Oh, my the- God. I totally forgot that he was ran for vice president. I know. The, I forget about it all the time. Do I have early onset, or did, was that just a memory? It was just memory? so forgettable. Oh, it my God. So I cannot believe I totally forgot he was that he a vice, vice president. president. He debated Joe Biden. He totally did. Totes Avi. Yeah. Oh, my God. He got his ass handed to him. But here's here's the thing, though. Uh, well, that's Uncle Joe. For all of the, for all of the uh, beating up of Donald Trump and having a bad president, or being a bad president, yeah. I agree with all that. But, like... Paul Ryan couldn't get the signature legislation through the Republicans that the Republicans swore they were going to get done. They couldn't get that done. So are they going to get tax reform done? Absolutely effing not. Now listen, I, I worked on the 2001 tax bill. I worked on the 2002 tax bill, too. And I got to tell you, that bill was a hard slog. Now, the last time we actually did tax reform, like, Real tax reform was 1986. Um, I was not a, a a staffer in 1986. In fact, I was a sophomore at the Citadel. Um, sure. Okay, you weren't even born. Shut it. <laughs> oh, actually, what year were you born? 1989. You weren't even like a zygote. My birthday's coming up. You get me something, Jimmy? Oh, I got something for you. <laughs> yeah, I got something for you. Yeah. Five fingers right here. Boom. Please calm down. <laughs> you asked. Don't ask a question. Don't you don't know the answer to? As I tell all members of Congress and senators. Um, wait. When is your so? When is your birthday? Wait. It's pretty easy. Uh, okay. No, as in like the date. So it's it's coming right up. His it's birthday is his destiny. He was born on four twenty. Okay. Well, that's easy for you. Yeah. Uh, what is it? So why do they call it that? How much time do we have? Well, we have 12 minutes, but I don't understand why we call it that. <laughs> why can't we just call it pot? Oh, we, we call it pot. Or hooch, or marijuana. We call hooch. Suppo- Supposedly hooch. 420 is the international code for stoners to get together and smoke at that time. 420, like, in the afternoon? Or in, or in the morning. morning. <laughs> Listen, I hate to bring. Okay. Can you tell you're sitting with two pot smokers right now? <laughs> well, I smoke pot, but come on. I mean, you know, I, here's the deal. I had to like not smoke it when before I went um, to work and for to get my drug test to become an employee. Oh, and so like for two months, I was like, I was so terrified if I smoke, you know. And then I, people would like, I'm like, no, no, get it out of here. If I breathe that in, it's going to be in my blood or my my urine. I'm like, oh my god. And then of course, 
my everyone was like, like, did you pass your test? I'm like, well, I showed up for work. Thank you. Hello. Here's you know? a here's a fun fact. What? Uh, you know the whole thirty days of the marijuana in your system. Yeah, it's yeah. really kind of a myth. So then. So what is the actual so day? What is the tell, tell our listeners if, if you were to smoke, what is how long to get a cigarette? If you were to smoke pot like today, mm-hmm. and assuming at four twenty p.m. at four twenty p.m. and you haven't smoked a lot of pot before today, right? Right. Like it'll be out of your system in, like tomorrow. What? No, oh, it's true. You are setting up all these little. I'm serious. That's a. It's a myth. If you smoke pot every single day. And then you go take a drug, like it'll stay in your system for probably thirty days. But if you smoke pot like once out of nowhere, right, it's not going to be in your system the next day. Well, people don't even smoke pot anymore; they just eat like gummy bears. Yeah, they use like uh, like the vaporizer. It's still in your system, though. No, it's it, not. It's not uh, enough to, to get detected. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just, from experience. I thought you were an expert on this, Jamie Politwink. I I I thought I was too, but I'm I don't know. Learn from the master. The I guess the master. I'm just telling you. The master of, of, of pot disaster. No, learn from my elders is the way that it's. Uh, you need to stop this ageism bull. Listen, mean, to seriously. My, listen to my real dad, Jimmy Williams. <laughs> oh, my God. Deal for the day. Thank you very much. <laughs> Speaking of DOD, oh, no, we were talking about taxes. Taxes, we? yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so listen, I, you know, here's the deal. That was actually real tax reform in 1986. And it was also revenue neutral. And here's what they figured out when they passed the 1986 tax bill. In 1987, the real estate industry got slammed. They screwed the real estate industry. Guess who got slammed? Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald Trump. That's what happened the last time they passed tax reform. And now let me ask this question to you and to our listeners. Do you think for a millisecond that we're going to do a tax reform bill? The White House is, quote, taking the lead on, according to Sean Spicer, the White House press secretary. And that they're not gonna, that they're gonna make sure. I mean, are they actually gonna do something in tax reform that's not gonna screw Donald Trump over like they did in 1986? No. No. That means they're not gonna do tax reform. Everybody should get a little bit of pain in tax reform. I, I, I would be very clear about what's going on here. It's a lie. It, it's all BS. Yeah. It's all BS. And it should be pointed out that, like, it would maybe not be unfathomable. For the Republicans to pull this off, say that fifteen times, stunned. unfathomable, and then unfathomable, spell it, and then spell it. The so it would not be uh, completely out of the realm of possible for the Republicans to get this done. But here's the problem: yes, there are moderate Republicans, and the even the Wait moderate Republicans are Wait, having stop. Well, here, See, silence. <laughs> Who are the moderate Republicans? Well, okay, let me put it this way. There are some who are like principled. I, I want them. Principled conservative, right? Principled I used to be one of these. <laughs> the problem is the people are showing up to their town halls and they're protesting, and the those moderate Republicans are feeling the pressure. They know. Oh, you mean in America there are moderate Republicans? Yes. Oh, I thought you meant in Congress. <laughs> and the no, answer no, I mean is in Congress. No, I mean, like I mean, who? Well, Besides I should say. Ileana Ross Lettinen. I mean, there's nobody left. There aren't a lot. But, like, look, if they were all hardcore, uh, heartless Republicans, they would have just repealed health care. But and these guys the felt their conscience. The, it's the same thing on the left, too. <laughs> There's no, there are no moderate Democrats left. Okay, I, I don't Like disagree. four blue dogs. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. Right. But my point is, there are some who will not say simply, we have got to take away health care from everybody. Yeah. Right? Like, right. They've, they've learned that lesson. They've seen what their voters will say. Right? So... That's going to be their problem. They know that they live in districts that aren't slam dunk red, that if they were to 
redo tax reform to help out Donald Trump and his people mm-hmm. or take away health care, that they're going to lose their jobs. Yeah. And that's all they care about. Right. Well, so, listen. That's you... going to be a problem for, like, everything else they want to get done from here on out. So jobs. Um I watched. There was this great thing with the um, the museum just had a round of like a like an entire day of the first First Amendment freedom of the press and brought in a whole slew of major press people. Um, one of them was the guy from Breitbart. What is his Charlie Sneeringer? Is that his name? I can't remember his name. Spearing. Who? Sneer- Spearing. Spearing. Oh, that little guy. Yeah. 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 I mean, who's who? He's very smart. I I don't think he's not intelligent. I think that guy's terrifyingly smart. We can have that debate. We're going to have a fact check on that one. Yeah. But. Okay. Well, the point, I mean, listen, <laughs> do I think he's, you know, Dr. Jundas Salk? No. But, I mean, I think he's smart. Okay. I don't agree with virtually anything that he has to say. But he did say this. He goes, you know, Trump's running around bombing all these places, blah, 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 blah. And he's not doing any of the things that he said he was going to do on the campaign trail, right. which is jobs, 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 build a wall, build a wall, build a wall, um, et cetera, immigration, immigration, immigration. And guess what? He hasn't. No. I, I, when Breitbart's calling out the president of the United States and saying, <laughs> then you know something's going down, right? Yeah. And he even said, he goes, just put one brick down. Just put one brick on top of another, and we'll just like call it a day. I'm like, really? If that's your idea of success, if that's the, the bar, if that's the measurement for success these days, then we have way bigger problems here. So when the right, if, if the crazy fake news, right news, right-wing news is saying the president isn't doing his thing, like jobs— and, and he'll say, oh, well, we saved this plant. We saved this plant. You can't keep doing that. That's the bigger problem here. You cannot keep doing things like I'm going to force um, Mitsubishi to Mitsubishi to, to build 14 cars in, in Iowa. I, that's just not going to work. And he's not going to be able to create these, quote, jobs. Coal miners aren't getting their jobs back. He hauled them into the EPA, which was laughable in every measure. And said, I'm going to make sure that you have jobs back. Here's the dirty little secret. Coal company CEOs don't want men and women in the coal mines. They want robots in the coal mines because robots don't get black lung. Yeah. And robots don't have sick children and don't call into work sick. They just go and take the coal out and extract it. And that's how it's going to work. So those jobs were going away well before. They're never going to come back. People are The coal is way more expensive than it used to be. And by the way, here's another dirty little secret for our listeners. You know the most important coal plant in America, or coal, coal-powered coal electric plant in America? Do you know where it is? Where? Right here. The U.S. Capitol is powered by coal. No, come on. Really? I am totally serious because of Robert, the late Robert C. Byrd, the former senator from West Virginia. <laughs> Are you serious? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, your Congress is powered, sadly, by coal. Can't make it up. I had no idea. Yep. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's completely insane. I'm your I'm your vessel of worthless knowledge every single day of your life. Don't don't forget about it. <laughs> um, so here's the deal. He's not going to be able to bring those jobs back. He's not going to be able to do tax reform. He can try, and then every lobbyist in downtown Washington is going to be like, "Oh no no, don't touch that. That's that's my sacred cow." And for every lobbyist saying that, that means they got a member in their pocket. And every member is going to be like, "No no, you can't touch that." He sends up his budget, which is called the skinny budget, which is the biggest load of BS I've ever seen in my entire life, dead on arrival. If Lindsey Graham is telling you that your budget is dead on arrival, I hate to tell the president in the White House, your budget is dead on arrival. He's got another budget coming out in May, a bigger budget. This would be the budget that's like this thick as opposed to this thick. Guess what that budget's going to be? Dead on arrival. Yeah. So yeah. he needs some wins. And bombing Syria and bombing Afghanistan and, by the way, bombing North Korea are not called wins. 
Those are not wins. You cannot bomb your way into reelection. You can't. This is not 1942. There is a very disturbing uh, pattern taking place. When Donald Trump gave his address to Congress, the State of the Union, yeah, and he talked about the Navy SEAL that died and the botched raid that he oversaw and, poor, and poorly yep. planned for. Yep. Uh, everybody stood up, gave him a round of applause. Van Jones went on TV and said, "This is a moment that he became president." Yeah. All right, thanks, Van. All right, we uh, send a bomb. To Syria, we kill some people in Syria. The mother of all bombs. We bomb. No, 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 no. That was different. Those were lots of different bombs. Right. Those were different bombs. Right. He's in the mother of all bombs. I'm getting my. I've got my bombs confused. After he sends this, after he bombs Syria, um, people go on. Oh, this is the moment he became president. This is a presidential moment. So, uh, Fareed Zakaria said that. No, but but my point here Ugh. is my point here is the only positive reinforcement that we're giving this president is when he kills american soldiers when he kills soldiers mm-hmm. right that's what that's what it takes for him to look presidential that's what it takes for the media to finally line up and tell him what a good job he's doing is when he starts a war or kills americans um i think that's a bad precedent to set and you look at these guys like uh brian williams and chris eliza sorry jamie i know you're a big fan Chris Eliza, who are lining up to talk about how wonderful it is that we're starting another war. That's well, I, well, I, don't, I don't think that's what Chris said. Mm, he didn't say it's a, wonderful oh, that we started up another war. It's it, it uh, all right. No, he's not saying it's wonderful that we started another war, but he is not to defend Chris. Very gung ho. Yeah, no, that's fine. You can defend Chris. That's fine. No, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying I don't. He didn't say he didn't say that, that verbatim. But like, there is a weird bloodthirst among these people who watched the Iraq War play out, sure, and who enabled the the Iraq War to yeah, play no, out. No, I agree with all that. And so here we are again, and nobody's going and saying this. Uh, seal that died in this botch raid that lays at the feet of Donald Trump. This well, he blamed the generals. Yeah, I know, right? Which is insane, right? The, these bombs, Best that we generals, keep, and he blamed them. And he blamed <laughs> okay, them. we can't keep dropping bombs on civilians in other countries, which is what we're doing, mm-hmm. and saying, "Oh, this is the, what a great leader he is." All this right. Is by, the, by the way, the Pentagon has released video of the mother of all bomb uh, in Afghanistan. So, I just tweeted it out. If you're following, you tweeted me, it out at J Benson DC. So, was a, was it a political tweet? It was oh, a political tweet. It was a political tweet. Only this morning. It's from a special edition breaking right from my the BP, Twitter profile. From the BP show from tweet. Jamie Benson's <laughs> Twitter profile. That's right. You know, we're, we're about to wrap up here and go into break, but I guess my question then is, well, Bill Clinton did this too. Sure he did, and it was wrong then. Yes. Let's be clear about that. Yeah. All right, because presidents like to use the bombs. Yeah, and maybe they shouldn't. Maybe they should. Maybe they shouldn't. I don't know. Here's the deal. We'll be back in a little bit, and we have more great news for you. Rejoin us. Hello, Jerry. (laughs) Download our podcast. Search for The Bill Press Show on iTunes. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe. This is The Bill Press Show. Same great show, new great channel. Stream live video at youtube.com slash the Bill Press Show. And it's Jimmy Williams in for Bill Press here with Peter. And uh, you can do me a favor, please go on Facebook.com, like us at Bill Press Show. And if you want to watch us, you can watch us on youtube.com. And that would be at the Bill Press Show. Please subscribe to us. 
You can tweet us at on Twitter at BP Show. You can tweet me at Jimmy's Politics. And do me a favor, download this podcast. It is important. These things matter, people. Podcasts matter. Trust me, I'm a podcaster, and uh, these things are important for us to make sure new listeners get to us. So go to iTunes, look up The Bill Press Show, and then rate us. iTunes likes that. Um, With us in the studio is Esther Lee. She's an immigration reporter with Think Progress. Good morning. Good morning, Jimmy. How are you? Hi, Peter. Hello. I Whoa, am. what was this? <laughs> Hi, Peter. It's a Friday. It's a Friday. Hello. It's 7 30 in the morning on a Friday. It's That's so good exactly to see. Exactly right, yes. You can find Esther on Twitter. Would you say that, please? Sure. It's Esther Ishi Lee uh, at Twitter. <laughs> so that's Esther E S T H E R Y U H S I Lee. I got to say, Esther at Esther Lee was taken by somebody who's not currently using her Twitter profile. So she I'm not very happy. is a bad person. I agree. Like, she should give that Twitter handle to me. She should totes give that to you. Is she, a, is she an egg, or what's it now, just a, like a human body thing? It's like a human body thing. Now. Really? <laughs> I don't think she's used her, her profile since, like, 2015. There's she's a Bill Press there. out there. There's an at Bill Press who doesn't tweet. Interesting. See, these are the squatters we should get yeah. out of the country. I'm well, kidding. I got <laughs> on early with it, and I have, like, three Twitter handles. Mm. I use one for politics, one for food, and one for porn. <laughs> <laughs> I would follow your food account. Actually, I'm following all of Jimmy's. I don't, Jimmy's use the one. I, don't, I don't use the porn one very often. Oh, here you are, um, sweaty and ready. <laughs> no, that's sweaty, sweaty and ready. Thank you very sure. much. <laughs> Shut up, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie is itching to get in on this, and we're not going to let him because yeah. he's just a politic. By the way, we call him Polititwink. Isn't that fabulous? That's great. And his no. birthday's on 420. Get it? Okay, right. So he's got a birthday coming up. If I don't see you, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Jamie. Oh, thank you. Oh, aren't you precious? You're precious to Jesus and to me. You know that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> a friend of mine, my best friend, his aunt, who was a missionary, gave us pins that one day, one that said on them, they were missionaries in Alaska. I'm like, we already own Alaska. You don't have to be a missionary there. And it said, <laughs> you are, you, you are precious to Jesus and to me. Oh. And I'm like, they misspelled precious. He goes, I'm not worried about that. What about the Jesus yeah. stuff? He's an atheist. I'm like, I'm worried about the Perseus. This is very worrisome for me. Perseus. I still have that pin somewhere. I still have it. I, I want to see that. Uh, it's a good thing. Let's talk about immigration. I did put do. my podcast out yesterday on uh, Deco DC, uh, at Deco DC, and we basically went to Frederick County, Maryland. Mm-hmm. There is a sheriff there named Chuck Jenkins, and they are participating in a program with the feds, with ICE, and it's called the 287G program. Most people don't know what this is. The Secure Communities Program. That's basically it. And basically it says, okay, local Barney Fife, local cops, local Popo, you get to now be federal agents. Yeah, it is something that immigrants are very scared of, mm-hmm. but many people in the law enforcement community, it's actually pretty split among the law enforcement community as to whether or not they want to follow this. Okay. So um, part of the p- problem with this particular program is that it um, it allows local law enforcement officials to give the personal information of uh, these immigrants who have been booked and arrested in local county jails to hand their information over to the federal government um, to process as they wish, whether or not it's to detain or arrest them for mm-hmm. pre- to prepare them for deportation proceedings. So what we found in this, in our research for this, with my brilliant producer, Eric Krupke, um, was that we found, we, we highlighted two people yesterday in the podcast. The first one was this guy 
He was brought in, and by the way, under the Obama administration. Mm -hmm. He had not murdered anyone. He had not gang raped anyone. He had not done, he had not been a drug pusher. He he just was brought in for like virtually no reason. Mm -hmm. That happens a lot more often than you would think. And, And, you know, I used to decry the Obama administration for doing this stuff. Like, I'm just one of the few you know progressives out there saying, "Hey Obama, stop deporting people who aren't you know doing anything wrong." He has conducted about more than like two million. I think was the official stat. Like it's been more than two million deportations. And yet Donald Trump's the deporter in chief. Well, there's a reason for that. Okay, now, so let's right? talk about that. So you know, Obama, as imperfect as he was, sure. his. He did give the authority to um, tell his tell federal agents to deport, detain and deport mm-hmm. immigrants who have committed serious felonies. And that really separates his stance from President Donald Trump's stance. President Donald Trump has expanded the kinds of criminal activity that would qualify for deportation proceedings. Mm-hmm. So even something like being undocumented in general. That's considered a serious crime. That's now considered a very serious crime. And we have 11.3 million undocumented immigrants in this country, many of whom are now really, really worried. And there are protected statuses, such as you know the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals DACA, program. DACA, right. That's right. And you know even for those people, they're not safe. As we have seen over the past three months, we've seen uh, some of these DACA recipients being hauled into detention. Right. And the only reason, well, I wouldn't say the only reason, but perhaps why a lot of them were released is because of the media outcry, the public outcry. Correct, yeah. So, Without that, yeah. then they they might have actually been deported. Exactly. L- having lived here forever. I mean, that, that this is, here's what, look, I will say this. Having done this, this uh, we did a, this is a series of podcasts we've done. Breaking the law by entering the country is breaking the law. Mm. But you know what? A lot of Americans break the law. When you're speeding, let's let's just take speeding, for example. Yep. If you're going five minutes, five miles over the the speed limit, you are breaking the law. Sure. Absolutely. And shoplifting is breaking the law. Right. You know, child molesting is breaking the law. Absolutely. Last time I checked, we don't deport child molesters. Well, they should certainly be quarantined somewhere. Somewhere. But, yes, I agree. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, there are reasons for why people leave their countries um, and Many people seem to think that we are that these people are coming into America to bring crime and to bring you know all these different and and difficult uh, problems into this country. But a lot of them are fleeing their countries because of violence. You know, sure. there is El Salvador, El Salvador, like exactly that. El right. Salvador, Honduras. They are consistently the murder capitals of the world, right? So there are reasons why people flee the country, um, their countries, to come to America, and I feel like that conversation has been very lost in this yeah. entire debate and over immigration. One of the other people that we um, highlighted, um, we left their names out, obviously, mm-hmm. but we have the tape. Um, it was a woman who, um, she was here. She's been here, I think, since 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, she came across the border, um, was detained, given a court date, moved to Maryland, uh, began working, has family, the whole nine yards, never showed up for a court date. Boom, they pick her up. She's on her lunch break behind the fast food restaurant where she's working. Wow. Um, and they said it was not racial profiling. Okay, that's another conversation. We can right. get into that in a minute. <laughs> um, and um, the reason, and, and, and something else happened with her. She, the father of her child was abusing her. She called local authorities. Right. They deported him. 
As they should. Good. I'm, to- I'm <laughs> yeah. totally okay with I am that. Su- I am in support of yeah, that. Yeah, you're going to get zero argument from Jamie yeah. Williams about someone who's abusing a spouse. Yep. Okay? So now, because she missed her court date in Texas, they're going to deport her by June. Gosh. They're going to send her back to the guy that was abusing her before who's promised to kill her. Well, that's... I mean, <laughs> what kind of family value is that? Also, what kind of compassionate immigration system is that, right? Yeah, she applied for a visa U, which is right. a, specific, a specific visa that you apply for if you're being abused. You, you talk, by the way, about the, the compassion that's involved here, right? Like, I will say... Or lack that, thereof. Right. Right. Uh, like, we've talked to you before about what the Obama administration did and how mm-hmm. it sort of paved the way for what Trump is doing. But I think that if you... If nothing else, if you remove all that and you look just at what Jeff Sessions said this week. Oh, golly. That was really compassionate. <laughs> so It was awful. Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> it was I mean, awful. You know, that that's pretty sad. That's a sad sack of bad, you know. Well, it's just, to me, what it is, is it's just so naked. Like, it's not, we're here to try and you know, make life better for people here in America. They're like, yeah. we're trying to ruin life for people who want to come over here. Well, he's certainly not, no longer, there's no longer a line between undocumented people who are here because they fled their fled for their lives or are trying to make something up themselves to make their lives better. And now there's no line between those people and criminals, right? right. Because now but that's everybody the thing. is a criminal. Right. Yeah. Right. So Sessions was down at the Arizona border this week, yeah. and he gave this big speech about how um, they're expanding the, the criminal um, the types of criminal, sorry, crimes that qualify for like felonies. Mm. So you know, like one of the things that he said was that he would make it a felony if you smuggled three or more people. So that would include like parents who are coming up across the border with their with children, their kids. right? And that he also talked about how like they would make it more, they would be tougher on immigration enforcement for people who are you know like are uh, use identity fraud. And for a lot like a of fake driver's like license. fake driver's right, license right. or, you know, even expanding the people who drive without a driver's license. And the fact is that only 12 states in our nation currently give driver's licenses to undocumented immigrants. Correct. Yes. So by virtue of being undocumented in so many other states, you are committing a crime. But you have to. You kind of have to. Because you want to get to work. You want to take your kids to school. You know, there's like no way around being undocumented. I'd rather them a have a driver's license so they can get insurance so that if something happens. Precisely I mean, that. Don't, call me crazy here. <laughs> right. But I mean, like the woman that we were talking about, mm-hmm. she had she lived state of Maryland. The state of Maryland allows for undocumented immigrants to have certain certain people to have certain types of licenses. She's had it for a year and eight months. She's never been pulled over for that. Right. Right. Just for everything else, just for yeah. being on lunch break, right? But I imagine mean, that woman living in some other state, I, I, you know, any of the states outside of the 12 states that give undocumented right. licenses. California and others, right. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, every day when you go to work, you're just fearful of being pulled over and, and finding out that. And that gets out. to the racial profiling right. stuff. Right. You know, I asked Sheriff Jenkins, Chuck Jenkins, mm-hmm. he's the sheriff in Frederick County, um, who's a big Tea Party guy, who I enjoyed talking to. I, I liked talking with Sheriff Jenkins. We taught basketball, college basketball. He's a Duke fan. I got it. He did <laughs> not he did, he did he did not do well in the in the in the pool. Uh, but by the way, n- nobody in America did if that's the case. Yeah, um, fair. But you know, he was interesting to listen to. Mm-hmm. And and I wanted to hear what he had to say. I, you know, there are always two sides to every argument. That's one thing I figured out in my fifty years on this earth. Um, but I said to him, do you racially profile? And he said, absolutely not. 
Then we spoke with attorneys Mm -hmm. who represent immigrants that are here. And they were like, well, of course. And I and I was actually talking to my bureau chief about this yesterday. How does one determine when one is racially profiled? It's very hard. But, you know, in other cities like in Culver City, in California, and in at least 11 other counties in California, they do. It is really interesting to see some of these places that declare themselves as like sanctuary cities. Sure. Um, And sanctuary cities are basically places where they don't necessarily work together with uh, the local law enforcement doesn't necessarily work together with the federal government. Um, But, you know, they have said these things, but on the books in their police manuals, it says there are many criteria within these police manuals to determine whether or not to pursue these immigrants Mm -hmm. as criminals um, and to turn them over to the federal government. So in places like Culver City and in 11 other cities in California, um, there is one of the requirements in their police manual is to say is to determine whether or not an immigrant has English proficiency. And that may not necessarily Hell, be... Hell, I don't have English proficiency. I'm from South Carolina. <laughs> Peter's mildly <laughs> stupid. My God, he barely can speak English. <laughs> he can speak Southern real good. <laughs> I mostly just uh, am on the radio because I can speak in a series of grunts. <laughs> you have a very, like, weatherman-friendly accent. It's oh, cold today. You. Yes. <laughs> good morning, friends. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, did you but want you're to doing in? some serious soul searching listening to these people here tonight. <laughs> By the way, that sound is from Senator Jeff Flake's town hall yesterday. Oh. Yeah. yeah, you want to hear the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, because because uh, Jamie thinks it's me. I didn't realize he had such a put on Southern accent. Well, apparently Arizona is a retirement state. Uh, let's listen. Let's li- listen to this. this. I had this no is idea fabulous. this is what Jeff Flake sounded like. No, this isn't Jeff Flake. This is his constituent. Oh, it's his constituent. Good okay, Lord, woman, do you need some marijuana up in here? <laughs> Probably. Oh, no, Lord. please play, don't. Play, it's, it's yeah, no, we won't do it. Esther's going to have We won't do all Esther's Play this tape out because I want people to hear this guy and know it is not me acting like a constituent. My eyes aren't as good as they used to be, but as I stand here and look at you, it looks like you're smiling an awful lot. And I hope that that smile, I hope behind that smile that you're doing some serious soul searching, listening to these people here tonight. Bill Clinton in the house, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I hope. I hope. I hope you're doing Jimmy, some I serious really soul that, searching. That, uh, that was karaoke, my, that political was karaoke. Also known in South Carolina's drag. You're <laughs> smiling <laughs> an awful lot. You're smiling an awful lot. <laughs> behind that smile. I hope to see you smile an awful lot. And I hope that smile, I hope behind that smile. It's just so ridiculous. I'm like, where in gay hell are you, Phoenix? Or like, yeah, you know, there's a certain Spartanburg. There's like a certain subset of Southern that almost sounds like uh, English with a Spanish accent. Like Southerners who call like, like William. What's that, William? Right? Like it almost sounds Spanish. <laughs> right? And I hope. I hope. Or or CC Poy Day. Yeah, right. Thank right. you. Yes. By the way, I remember I was in in Grant Park when Obama said that. I was like, "What does that mean? I don't know what that means." And my friends were like, "You're an idiot." I'm like, "Okay, fine. I know it means something really, really good, but what does it mean?" They're like, "Yes, you can." I'm like, "Oh, I totally agree with that." I'm like, "I'm such an idiot. I have no idea." I mean, and I very, took four it's years a very of Spanish. Good yeah, it's a wonderful chant. Yes, I took four years of Spanish. I remember none of it. That's sad. Make me mad. <laughs> so stupid. Oh my god. Um, anyway, can we talk about um, the issue of sanctuary cities? Because yeah, President absolutely. Trump has said that he wants to cut federal funds off for these 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 um, these local um, entities and towns and counties and and states that are 
providing, quote, sanctuary. Um, can he do that? Um, I think he can, but I, I, I know that there's going to be a lot of pushback. From, Will Congress let him? I believe that Congress would probably not let him because a lot of the federal funds that that he's threatening to cut off are necessary for people who aren't immigrants, right? Sure. There are things like Pell Grants that might be cut, and that doesn't well, They're going to cut those anyway. Like, Come on, girl, please. <laughs> Don't even act like there's going to be a Pell Grant uh, after 2017 because that's gone, right? Please. That's really depressing. But, you right. know, like, it, it is federal funds that go to uh, resources that not only immigrants access. It's going to be resources that Americans access, too. Sure. So, of course, I don't think Congress is going to go that far. But um, the, uh, even though there's the threat of federal funding being cut off, sure. I know that there are a lot of uh, local and state jurisdictions that are saying, no, that's not going to happen. We're not going to let that happen. So we have people like the Seattle mayor who's mm-hmm. like, I, I don't care what you're going to do. We're not going to let you do this. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you're also you also have like people like the New York City mayor, uh, de Blasio. Bill de Blasio. Yeah. He's also said, try it, right? Don't you dare. It's not gonna happen because yeah. it's just not gonna happen. So it's a big old F you dare basically exactly. is what it is. Yeah. And it's probably not gonna happen. It's gonna be probably like the campaign promise on the wall, the border wall, right? It's going to be not as expansive as Trump had hoped for or had uh, laid out for his constituents, it's probably going to be something smaller that affects a very small group of people. I'm going to say something contrarian. Don't be shocked. <laughs> Why not build the wall? Take it off the table. Listen, this is we are having in America. In it's this a take election, quake. Here comes a take quake, a hot uh, take quake. Well, no, I'm being serious <laughs> about this. Everyone runs around and says, you know, build a wall. I don't want them coming in. Okay, fine. I'll tell you what. I want you to build the wall. I want you to build a wall across Canada and the United States, and I want you to build a wall across Mexico and the United States. Well, and then what does that do? It takes a political equation. It takes the politics off the table, and what you're left then with is a moral debate. Right. So I'm totally okay with the idea of building a wall. I think billionaires should pay for it, of which Donald Trump is not one. He's just <laughs> a millionaire. But I think we should absolutely 1,000% build that wall. And then guess what? No one can sit around and say, oh, I don't have a job because of those people. No, you don't have a job because you're lazy. And and guess what? And no one can say, and by the way, cuts out all the drugs. Inspect every car that comes across the border into the United States. Oh, and by the way, inspect every car going back across the border. That would be good. Yeah, I would be okay with that. So let's just build the damn wall. If you think that that would cut politics out of the discussion. I'm just saying it just gets rid of their entire argument. So build the stupid-ass wall. But the wall is there. Let, let's right. talk about the wall itself, right? Yeah. There are already 700 miles of border wall, border fencing. Sure. And much of it has is has you know aerial surveillance. It has border patrol and all these patrol. things, right? And it actually does work. We are already experiencing a massive dip in the number of people who cross the border. In fact, it's a negative. So, it's a reverse number. Exactly, now. Right. and that's been the case for maybe a decade or so. Right. You have to fact check me on that. But it has been the case that there has been a reversal. So the what the government should be focusing on isn't on building a wall Mm -hmm. because that would also there are also other problems that well mexico's going to pay for it so it's not obviously obviously but you know like 
There are other issues that come with building the wall. You have environmental disaster that's going to come with building the wall, right? It's always going to flood at, in certain areas. Because the, um, the Rio Grande floods from time to time. <laughs> right? I'm, it does I'm happen. just thinking outside the box. Yeah. You know, if my friend's basement's flood, I'm pretty sure a big river does, right? Yeah. <laughs> it does. And you're also, like, endangering a lot of these, like, animals, like jaguars and ocelots and all these really cute animals that could become what extinct. What in gay hell is an ocelot? It's like a really cute cat. Yeah. This one is really cute Does cat. it attack you? I don't I think know. it would. I mean, if you make it mad enough, it will. Well, hell, if I make my dog mad enough, he'll attack me. I mean, come on. Jeez. I've had him for 12 years. He still, you know, gets pissed off at me. Come on. You're also taking land away from ranchers and farmers and, you know, all these people who have land on both sides of the border, right? Sure. So the border is there already. And the problem with uh, undocumented or unauthorized migration isn't necessarily with border crossers anymore. It's with people who overstay their visas. So really what you need is more modern sort of uh, biometric system that... Are you saying we should chip these people? No. Please don't. <laughs> Let's not. Because I did that with my dog. Maybe that's why he's so pissed off at me. We're not going to chip Literally humans. 12 years ago, he's pissed off and he's holding a grudge because I chipped him in case he ran away. That is different. A pet is different from a human. By the way, if I had a child, I would totally chip my child and be like, where is my child? Well, that's why you have the Where's iPhone tracking device. Where are the children? They're gone. Where, yeah. Here they are. Where's I just my got iPhone? my kids' iPhones. That's what you do. You Which is basically a chip in their, on their Kinda. palm. Yeah, yeah. right, That's right. different. They're children. They, they should be chipped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Totally fair. Great sound. Um, <laughs> Jamie, you're over 18. You can't be chipped. Yes. <laughs> oh, Jamie's chipped. That was the uh, Jamie, condition Jamie was when chipped. we, when we hired him for the show. I met Jamie's parents. They totally chipped him. Yeah, There's yeah. no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> well, he is still very young. My Probably God. for the Oh, best. that's why we call him the Pluto Twink. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> Someone take the soundboard away from him, please. Let me just do that. I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah, so look, you know, I, I just think they're going to continue to play politics. Both sides are playing politics with these people's lives. Right. And that's the disgusting part about this. And the big takeaway for me on immigration is Congress has done absolutely nothing. They have. You're correct. Uh, and that pisses me off. They had a chance to pass com- comprehensive immigration reform. They have a chance now. They have a chance now. You're right. But they choose not to. They can even do a piecemeal, but they haven't proposed that yet. So why do you think they haven't done it? Because it's easy politics to to fling It's easier to demonize both sides. It is, absolutely. So, you know, even in when Democrats had control of the Senate and the House, or one of them. Um, no, we had control of both. We didn't pass immigration they reform They didn't do then. anything with that because they were no, afraid of losing No, we passed cap and trade, for God's sakes, but we couldn't pass immigration reform. Right. And it's just, it's really easy to have a second class sort of group that you could always use for every political cycle. You know, we used to do this with black America. Oh, by the way, we still do. I was, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> still kind of happens. Yeah, it yeah. still kind of happens. That's the other thing that's so fascinating to me is because people say, and I get the I get the, the political rhetoric around this, which is um, saying, okay, these are your jobs. But I have this question to ask. Do you Does anybody in America actually think that if you deport 12 million people, how do you do that? Set that aside. But if you deport 12 million people, who the hell do you think is going to pick your tomatoes for your Olive Garden salad? Well, even beyond low-wage workers, agricultural workers, sure. you have people in like the healthcare industries or yes. the restaurant uh, the, industries. The restaurant industry, yeah. And all of these people, immigrants all, do Up make, and down right. the work chain. And like even in Silicon Valley, right? Sure, of A course. majority of those companies have been started or have an immigrant co-founder. Yeah. So, yes, this is going to deeply impact 
a lot of industries in America. It's going to, it's obviously, if you look at just like state laws in Alabama and Georgia and uh, Arizona that did pass anti-immigrant mm-hmm. state legislation, look at their economies after what happened when they passed those laws, right? Sure. Like you said, you know, the, the fields went fallow. Uh, nobody was there to pick the tomatoes. And now this is potentially going to happen again because farm workers are already very, very scared to go back into California, the fields. Get yeah. outside of the coast and it's all, it's either desert or farmland. Exactly. Right? I mean, half the stuff you eat in from the grocery store comes from there. Well, Probably who do you something that you ate this morning. This? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who do you think, who, where do you think this stuff comes from? That's what the hard part. Esther Lee. This is a conversation that we need to keep having. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, And uh, we'll be back in a moment. Stick with us and tweet us at BP Show and me at Jimmy's Politics. Thanks. This is the Bill Press Show. Hey, everybody, this is Bill Press. Thanks for listening to the Bill Press and Friends podcast. And now do yourself a favor. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Here's what you do. Just search for the Bill Press show. Then you can take us with you and listen in anywhere you go. And you'll get new shows from us as soon as they're posted. And one more thing. If you really enjoy Bill Press and Friends, please help us grow by telling a friend, writing a review, and giving us a rating on iTunes. It's so great to have you on board. Many thanks. Giving you everything you need to fight the Trump administration. This is The Bill Press Show. Live at YouTube.com slash The Bill Press Show. Jimmy Williams and for Bill Press, who's sleeping on a park bench somewhere in America, just like you probably are, too. Glad you're with us. Um, it's the 8 o'clock hour, and we have a big show ahead of us. So here we have with us in the studio Jacqueline Klimas, who is a defense reporter at Politico. Good morning. Morning. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I like what you're wearing. That's a cool outfit. Thank you. I would totally wear that if I, you know, <laughs> actually, I would still wear that anyway. I, you I can totally pull like, that off. I could totally, you can pull, totally that off. pull that I off. I think I could, yeah. I like that. I like the little buttons here. That's real cool. I don't. <laughs> um, did you actually just play that on the soundboard? No. That's Jamie Sean Spicer Benson. is in the studio. Jimmy. Sean, Sean Spicer. Yeah, yeah, you kind of look a little bit like Sean Spicer. That was Mean Girls. Hashtag Mean Girls. <laughs> I just did that. That was very mean. I should not have done that on a Friday. Uh, <laughs> Please calm down. <laughs> Really get rid of this. I, I, it's I, pretty great. I'm gonna fabulous. be honest. I can't, but I can't get if a nothing show else. Out. It brought us to the point where you said he kind of looks like Sean Spicer. That's a true statement. Keep it up, James. Keep it up. Keep it up, please. Thank you. Um, by the way, we call him Politatwink, Just so you know. Okay. Just so you know that. <laughs> Got it. Um, Peter, we have a lot to get to. We do. But before that, this is the full court press. Just a couple other stories making news. Okay, so uh, the latest in the saga of David Dow, Dr. David Dow. Dr. David Dow. Dr. David Dow, who's dragged off of the United flight. Uh, yesterday, his family and his lawyers held a press conference. They said that after he was violently removed from his seat, here is what he suffered, by the way. A broken nose. He lost no, no. his... A serious broken nose. A serious broken nose. <laughs> I'm like, cousin... Because there's no such thing as a non a, a, a serious broken nose. He lost two front teeth, and he suffered a concussion. Well, 
Which is amazing. Like, once you watch the video, like, the video obviously looks very bad, but I would have never guessed that Does he the lost. tooth fairy come for adults? I don't think so. I don't think so. Does the tooth fairy exist? His, uh, Do you his, believe in Santa Claus? His, attor his attorney <laughs> said, here's the law, real and simple. Quote, if you're going to eject a passenger under no circumstances, can it be done with unreasonable force or violence? So we've got a pretty serious lawsuit on our hands. Uh, there's gonna, well, here's the deal. They're going to settle this lawsuit before it becomes a lawsuit. I can tell you that. And if they don't, then they're stupid. Yeah, that's. I think that's fair. I don't fly. I'm a Delta girl. Always have been. Always will be. I only fly Delta. Uh, that's right. At Delta. Did you hear that? Thank you very Look little. Look at this yes. guy. Just I would openly... Who flies Delta? Uh, this girl. That's who flies Delta. I haven't flown Delta since I was like eight years old. Because you're nine. For the proof that Jimmy is my real dad, <laughs> is he's like... Repping hard for Delta. I am repping hard for Delta. <laughs> Jimmy, Dang, Jimmy right. sells at AOL.com email address. <laughs> no, but my mom, my mother does. And when I email her, I'm like, Mother, when you dial out, she goes, yeah, it makes that noise. No. <laughs> yes. Are you serious? Uh, oh, my God. My mother totally has an AOL account. No kidding. Yes, I'm like, you and like Steve Case, and that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> hey, fake news, by the way, is not just a problem here in America. It's a problem in France as well. And Facebook oui, oui. has announced a plan to target 30,000 fake French accounts before their big election. Now, their big election is coming up. Yes. And so to sort of prepare for that, they're trying to crack down on people spreading fake news in France. 30,000 accounts that's are, a lot. Uh, are being looked at. Yeah. 30,000. And one, one of them is Marine Le Pen. Yeah, no, sorry, she, she, she's real. Uh, sadly. Sadly. <laughs> scary. That woman scares the living hell out of me, man. She should. Like, I would not want to see her in an alley. She would just beat me up. And so now <laughs> here is, do you ever park in a handicapped parking space? No, but yeah, sometimes no, at the Harris Theater, I park in the veterans' space, but only really? if it's after like eleven o'clock at night. I got this thing going on. <laughs> I can't believe I admitted that. <laughs> well, in, in LA, they're cracking down on people who park in handicapped spaces who don't have a handicap placard. This is a whole new uh, program that they're putting together because there have been too many people complaining that there are able-bodied people parking in the handicapped spot. Well, they should. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, they, they've been sort of ignoring it for a long time, and now they're saying, like, you can't do that. Although I will say this. I was at the Target the other day, and, like, the first 400 spaces were handicapped spaces. Oh, really? Sometimes like, the ratio is off. Come on. I mean, I had to park in, like, Leesburg. <laughs> ridiculous. Don't park in handicapped spots. Don't park in there. That's right. Don't hey, live in Virginia. We're going to go to break, and then when we come back, we'll have Jacqueline find us with us. your radio, on TV, and online. This is the Bill Press Show. It's Jimmy Williams in for Bill Press. Here with me is Peter Ogburn. Hello, Jimmy. Hello, Peter. How are you? I'm well. Oh, I, can, I see you're, you need to do some soul searching. Yeah. <laughs> soul searching. And also with us is Politico's Jacqueline Klimas. Um, is it Jacqueline, Jackie? Jacqueline. Jacqueline, okay. Mm -hmm. I, I don't like to give nicknames when they're not deserved or wanted. I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Except when you call me Polititwink. You're not deserved. You, that is deserved. <laughs> Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Desserts just deserved. That's exactly right. Um, let's Jimmy doesn't have a nickname for me. I'm okay with that. I don't. I don't think so. My my colleague Noor um, at um, at Scripps. She's with Newsy. She's like, can you please come up with a nickname for me? I'm like, oh my god. And I'm like, and so I I literally for two months I've been trying to come up with a name. I cannot come up with one. I said, Hello, Jerry. <laughs> what did he, what did, so do that again. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Jerry. Oh, my God. It's my favorite Trump clip of it's the year so great. far. Um, 
Okay, why are just a bunch of white people on TV right now? Anyway, um, yeah, have you watched cable news? It's basically just all, all stacks of white beef <laughs> that they put up people. there. Yeah, it's white people. What is the word? I see white. I see people. white people. I see white people. That's right. <laughs> Meanwhile, here in the studio. Meanwhile, here in the studio, is Jacqueline <laughs> from Politico. Let's talk bombs. Who have we not? I, you know what I said to my friend um, Anna Palmer from Politico yesterday? I'm like, all right, I totes get like Syria. That was like our hearts were wrenching and. And those dead children, although Assad claims that there were none, um, and and I understand that. And Afghanistan, uh, yeah, okay, fine, sure. And I said, what's next, Norway? I mean, what the hell did Norway do, right? So we're going to bomb North Korea today? That has not, it's far, far from been decided. Um, what the administration has said <laughs> is that they're considering these preemptive fake news, attacks. Fake news, exactly. Fake, fake, fake news. Fake news. <laughs> um, they're considering these preemptive attacks if North Korea launches launches a nuclear test that broke late last night. Right. Um, so, but I mean, I, I don't think we'll see anything on that since this weekend. I saw on your TVs that Trump is being briefed now. Um, and we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll see what's to come there. I saw the president's schedule for today. There was nothing on it. Like the White House sends his schedule out every day, and this sends the vice president's schedule out every day, and then they'll 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 um, update it when things happen or he does something or something or not does something, and there's nothing on his schedule today, like no public appearances at Mar-a-Lago, the Southern White House. And I'm like, off. so he didn't get his daily briefing today. He got it yesterday, and he got it every other day of the week. So he got it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, but he's not getting one today. So I have to assume he's just on the phone flip phone with his generals who are the best generals in the world i have to assume that well i, I actually have a question about that so like yesterday jamie if you have that clip of when he was asked about the mother of all bombs that was dropped and his reaction and his response to did you give authorization to that was more vague than i would have thought that it would have been here's what he said everybody knows exactly what happened so and what I do is I authorize my military. We have the greatest military in the world, and they've done a job as usual. So we have given them total authorization. We've given them total authorization. What does that mean? Before you answer that, it's our military, Mr. President, not yours. Fair. Okay, go Fair. ahead, Jacqueline. Yes. Uh, I don't think anyone really knows exactly what this okay. means right now. Right. Um, I just want to make sure I wasn't missing something. No, no, I, I think... <laughs> I don't think he knows what it means. It, Probably. The I mean, the press conference with Sean Spicer... People were asking him about the president's decision making, and he said this is a question for DOD, which is kind of confusing about why the White House wouldn't be commenting about whether or not the president, like what the president's uh, think, thinking was. Right. Um, and then, I mean, to hear Trump's statement, it, if it is indeed that he's giving this authority to the military to d decide, I mean, what kind of munitions to use, it, it's certainly a departure from President Obama's foreign policy, which received a lot of criticism for decisions that should have been at the Pentagon going through the National Security Council. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I don't I haven't heard anyone say yet if this is a good or a bad thing to be giving the military total authorization, but it's certainly a change from the last administration. But what mm -hmm. frustrates me the most about it is that we just don't know. How about this? You're the president of the United States. You've conducted military operations, including um, the, the raid in Yemen. The, 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 it's not like you haven't been an active president militarily. Mm -hmm. So here's the deal. Own your stuff, okay? Don't slough it off on the generals when it doesn't go so great. And then don't take credit when it does go great, at least in your mind it goes great. How about just own the fact that the buck stops here? Truman said that, and the fact is true. The buck stops at the Oval Office, whether it's, you know, this one or the one in Florida. And if you're going to be president, 
and you got elected because on in in in, in due part because you said you're going to make America's military great again. Blah blah. All these wonderful things. I got it. I love a good campaign slogan. But here's the deal. Don't slough off, ask DOD, Sean Spicer. Sorry. Mm -hmm. No, you answer the question because you're not um, uh, Donald Trump's press secretary. You're our press secretary. You're the United States press secretary. And if DOD dropped bombs and didn't tell Donald Trump, then that's something the Congress should ask. And we have a right to know. So I have a big problem with this idea of he said versus she. Stop. Somebody own what we're doing here, which is in the first 100 days, we've now bombed three countries. Yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly a fair point. I don't think the the White House has to authorize like every bomb drop. This this is obviously a different case because it's the first time we've used this large of a bomb in combat. Sure. But at the same time, it's not like the White House is approving individual targets. I, I don't think, you know, at, at that level on the ground. So... I mean, I, it, it, it's not really clear right now how much autonomy the military has in, in cases like this. Well, we don't know. I'm a big fan of saying I don't know what I don't know because I'm not going to BS you. I'm just not. <laughs> but I don't know what the president's doing here. His schedule that he sends out to the press that the White House comms team sends out doesn't know. He isn't telling us what he's doing, and even though he says everybody knows, well, no, we don't, Mr. President. How about just tell us what the hell you're doing? And by the way, if you're going to bomb North Korea, that's slightly problematic, and not because I like kimchi. No, sorry, that's slightly problematic because you'll wipe off the earth millions of people. North Korea will destroy South Korea. It's a simple fact. China did come up, and they did say that you know they're gonna if, if North Korea does these um, these facile tactics and um, and antics, military antics, that they would cut off oil to, to to North Korea, and that's a big deal. I like to see them cut off food and oil um, and actually make it painful. Now that's a hard thing to say because that would affect real human beings, including real you know innocent North Koreans. But the bottom line is you can't make a nut job like this Kim Jong Un bend at his knees without making him bend at his knees. Because the guy is a psychopath. And I don't know that we should be playing Russian roulette with a psychopath. Because psychopaths don't care. They just don't care. I mean, someone might make the argument that we also have a psychopath in charge of our country now. but I think you're giving him way too much credit. Yeah, maybe. Like, really? You just elevated him to a level he's never had before. Yeah, maybe. But I think that, like... <sighs> oh, hell, Vegas is on fire, y'all. What? Oh, look at that. Look at that. Well, here, here, here's, what, here's what I'll say, right? Like, <laughs> if, if you look at what Donald Trump has done with the bombs in Syria and the bombs in Afghanistan and now the threat of bombs in, in North Korea, and you compare that to Barack Obama, which a lot of people thought that, you know, his action towards Syria wasn't enough, and then he really botched the Syria uh, uh, response. But, like... Talk about Trump's base, his people. Like, he did not get elected so that he could go bombing and starting other wars in other countries. I mean... So, like, what's happening there? Because a lot of his people were really pissed that he went into Syria, even though it was for a relatively small operation. Overall, though, poll numbers, people are are very supportive of the Syria strikes. It was interesting. Yeah. I, I saw kind of a rundown of all the different polls that had been done, and the the one with the least approval... That was the one that didn't mention the chemical weapons. So it mm. seems that people see chemical weapons were used. This was a good thing to do. Has sort of been the broad 
broad base. And I, I feel I, I've heard a lot of people say that this this makes him presidential to be taking these Ugh. actions. It he is, won. Nothing makes you presidential other than winning. It, right? It, it's, it seems to not be an unpopular move among a lot of Americans. Well, Bill Clinton did this. Every time he got in trouble, we would go into Rwanda or we would get NATO to bomb Serbia or something like that. These things happen, let's be honest. It's not like Democrat, Republicans only be able to use you know military force to show strength. Harry Truman did this, I mean, uh, <laughs> in a big, uh, big league, okay? But here's the deal. The deal is stop BSing us about this stuff, Mr. President. Just own your deal. I, I, I just, you know. And by the way, this whole thing about Syria and you know, the approval ratings, this wasn't the first time that that Assad had gassed his own people during the Trump administration. This was, this was the second time it had happened, and no one gave a damn about those kids. Oh, and by the way. When they, you know, all the other times, I mean, and, and, and Donald Trump is a private citizen, not even running for president, tweet, you know, trolling Barack Obama and Barack Obama's like drawing that stupid red line, which he never actually, you know, adhered to. And guess what? He's like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Were those dead children in Syria less worthy than the current dead children in Syria? Seriously? I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure gassing a child or killing a child is serious no matter when it happens. So I, the hypocrisy here is what bothers me. And then this, this you know, back door, closed door, smoky room, you know, I'm doing this and I'm not going to tell you that I'm doing it. Oh, you just have to trust me because I'm the greatest and I'm going to make America great again. And I've got the best journals in the world as long as it's going okay. It's just bull. It's BS. And it frustrates me, and it frustrates a lot of Americans. And I think that is not a progressive thing or a conservative thing. That is an American thing. Nobody likes a hypocrite, and nobody likes to be it. Likes to be to be BS'd, especially by their president. I guess we're used to it. Sadly, that's the sad part about it. I don't know. So, do you think we're bombing North Korea? We're gonna we're gonna have to wait and see what happens. I'm certainly not gonna make any predictions. Predictions? There. You're not gonna predict, you know, us bombing a. <laughs> no. the, the, it's almost like you're a responsible journalist. Crazy Jacqueline. Weird. What are you doing on this show? That's it. I'm calling the people over at Politico. That's it. No more. No more of this responsible journalism stuff. Now, to, to be fair, you are a, a reporter, not an opinion journalist like moi. Right. Okay. Fine. Let me let me ask you this. To get away from the North Korea thing, because I think you're right. We'll just have to see. But, like, we have taken action against ISIS in Afghanistan with this mother of all bombs, which I hesitate to call it mother of all bombs, because there is an awful lot of fanfare around this whole thing, which I, I think is a little grotesque. But, like, what's the next step? This, this, I think, is the biggest problem with, with the Trump administration and war, right, is bombs dropped in Syria. Now what? Bombs dropped in Afghanistan. Now what? Right? So there's no clear plan of what happens so I'm next. I'm saying Norway's next. I mean, Norway's just it's going to happen. Right. But, like, do we have a follow-up plan? Do we? Because I know his whole thing during yeah, the campaign was going to keep it secret. But, like... So I mean, where in, does this end? In Syria, the the administration has said like this is a one off thing. This is mm. not the start of a campaign against Assad. Uh, if they use chemical weapons again, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Whether we you know s- send another message and, and try to deter that again. But wait, that's not what Ambassador Nikki Haley said. The ambassador to the UN, she left it open that we could do more. I mean, I th- I, she made that abundantly clear. The military is always planning for all contingencies. I think sure, there's always yeah, yeah, the yeah, option yeah, yeah, to yeah, do more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but th- the Pentagon statement was that, you know, this this is not the start of a war against Assad. We are not <laughs> going out to take Assad out of power. Well, somebody at the Pentagon should call the U.N. I can give you Nikki's number. 
I have it. Okay, seriously. Um, and I, I think <laughs> in Afghanistan, my first question was, is this going to open up these bombs to be used more often? Are we going to be dropping these mother of all bombs all the time now? And what analysts told me is that the answer is no, just because they're very good at targeting these underground tunnel networks, but they're, they're not really great for other stuff. We only have about a dozen of them, so we can't be dropping them with mm. any sort of regularity. Mm -hmm. Plus, they're so big, they can only be carried by U.S. cargo planes. They can't be dropped from any of our air platforms, which just makes them less convenient to drop. So people, people suggested to me that if we find more underground tunnel networks, that these would be a good candidate to strike. We, we could use them again, but we're not going to be, you know, dropping these bombs that create like these huge mushroom clouds every right, day. Right. For the record, by the way, with all of these budget cuts that Trump has been talking about in this Trump budget proposal that we saw. Skinny budget. The skinny budget. Mm -hmm. Each mother of all bombs or the Moab uh, costs around $16 million. They've made 20 so they've spent $314 million on the production of these bombs. So we have 19. So we have 19 more. We have 19 left. I don't think we're going to leave a whole lot of them on the table, frankly. I sort of get that impression that, like... I don't know. I, I don't know either, but... N and nor does he. No. Ugh. This is our foreign policy. It frustrates me to no end. It really does. This is our foreign policy. This is now America's what foreign policy. What is it, policy. though? That's, what is the foreign policy? Whatever he decides, to, whenever he wakes up at 6 o'clock in the morning and starts tweeting. Mm -hmm. This is the frustration. And this is, I think, listen, I know plenty of Republicans, plenty of conservatives, and this is their biggest problem, is the, is the uncertainty of what he's going to do. Now, Barack Obama, for all his uh, pros and all his cons, you knew what Barack Obama was going to do, Right. He would say to you, this is what I'm going to do, this is why I'm going to do it, and I don't really care if you like it or not, America and Congress. Fine. Love it, hate it, that's for the uh, the historians to tell us. But with this guy, we just don't know. That's what scares the hell out of me. I mean, we have 19 of these Moabs left. I had forgotten that we actually, there was a thing called a Moab. I mean, I remember studying these, but... I didn't know that. We, I didn't know what we even use them for. I mean, it's a it's, it's an eleven ton bomb, right? Eleven. Yeah. Ele yeah, eleven ton bomb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you, how do you get the damn thing up in the sky? <laughs> and and by the way, how do you know that it hit what it's supposed to hit? It seems to me you just kind of drop it and it goes boom. Has a it, it doesn't have the same advanced guidance system as some of the the like more cruise expensive missile or, bombs. Okay, right. But it, it does have uh, some sort of guidance. Okay, system. so it's we're, got GPS. Sure. Yeah. Okay. We're we're not just, <laughs> just we're it not has just ways. Bombs. Yeah. Yes. The, the the Moab has ways. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, someone turned my ways. They changed my ways into Colonel Sanders. So every time I use it, it's like turn right, turn right right now. No, really? I am so legend. My friend, um, uh, Julia Gustafson, she turned my ways That's into... That's unsettling. Into, it was I don't think I would terrifying. want that. Made me mad. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I would have Lindsey Graham ways. <laughs> well, now, really, I don't know about that. The president is just the president. Just keep going straight. Just keep going... Stop. What? Stop. No, done ways. It's directions. Cease just straight down the... Cease and desist. You know what we say in the gay community? Gaily going... Keep going gaily forward. I'm like, no, go go straight. Stop it. Don't 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 say that to me. I'm trying to drive. Please, it's enough. Ugh, the gays kill me sometimes. My can person. I can I ask you a question about um, like the impact, the fallout 
not of the actual bombs, sure. but like political or or just like cultural, right? Because the argument has always been with the damage that we've done in the Middle East over the past, you know, several years. Has, 60 years? Has created plenty of terrorists. <laughs> sure. So the image of us dropping a giant bomb on Afghanistan probably is not great optics for that movement. Sure. I mean, that's that's certainly a fair point. From what I've heard, uh, it, it was dropped in a pretty rural area and kind mm. of all that was out there was ISIS and this tunnel network. Uh, so I don't know necessarily how many Afghans would have would have seen it and, and been impacted by it. <laughs> but um, it, seen it. Uh, sure. No, I felt it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Right. <laughs> sure. What's that big thing coming at me? Yeah. 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 What's that bus? <laughs> right. But Jeez. they I mean, at, at least initially, there's no indication there were any civilian casualties, which, mm. you know, is, is a good thing. Obviously. And by the way, is so, sort of a change for this administration. We've mm. seen a lot of civilian casualties already. Yeah, there. I mean, and just yesterday, not not civilians, but the there was a coalition launch strike in Syria that accidentally killed eighteen of our Syrian allies. Yeah. So I mean, that there the, mistakes like this are, are very very sad, but they they do happen. Sure, sure. Like to me though, at some point, right? Like you've got to say when Donald Trump's on the campaign trail, he said, you know, I'll kill families of terrorists. Mm-hmm. We're going to bomb the S out of ISIS. I don't care about the collateral damage necessarily, right? Like if I kill a couple of ISIS fighters, but some civilians go down, he's fine with that. That's, I mean, that's just what he said. And so now here we are. Like we killed 200 civilians last week. And then this, the Syrian fighters, we we killed them too. And no one's freaking out yet. All right, so I'm going to say something controversial again. Shock. In war. Jimmy. In war, innocent people get killed, and it sucks. Um, and and I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying acting like it doesn't happen is not the right way to approach it. The right way to approach it is to say that there is collateral damage in any kind of military activity. I understand that. Fact of life. I understand And that. by the way, um, you know, that happens. I mean, th- that's a two-way street. And so, you know, we need to we need to that means we should seriously think about the target. I mean, there are reasons why presidents don't bomb sometimes. They don't attack because of what could happen to innocent people. Um, It is not people in North Korea that live there, their fault for living in North Korea. It is Kim Jong Un's fault. It is not, you know, an innocent child in Afghanistan. It's not her fault for living in Afghanistan. What's she supposed to do? Run away from home? Ain't happening. Um, but at the same time, we should be smart about what we do yeah. and tactical about what we do. There was a lot of criticism under President Obama from the military and from Congress that the rules of engagement were too strict. Sure. Because we, you know, we, we couldn't kill any civilians, which is obviously the goal. Um, but we saw, I shouldn't say we, the Pentagon saw uh, ISIS start, you know, that they wouldn't go anywhere without their wives because they knew we weren't going to kill their wives. So then right. we couldn't strike them. So uh, the, the Mike Pence strategy. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God! You so did that. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh my God! You so did that. <laughs> sorry. They don't go anywhere without mother. Mother. I'm sorry. By the way, have you ever seen the movie? Um, there we go. The Birdcage. Have my you ever fault. seen the movie The Birdcage? Um, <laughs> with Nathan Lane and Robin Williams. And, it's the best. Um, it's, it's, I don't. It, it, shut it, Jamie. I'm going to slap you like a small child. And and um, what's his name? Um, he pays the, the conservative Republican senator. And Calista Flockhart is his daughter, 
and Ellen um, Diane Weiss is yeah. the wife, and he yeah. calls her mother. I'm like, mother. Who the hell calls your wife mother? <laughs> well, apparently that's what you do in America in the 1980s. I don't know. Mother. I mean, I'm sorry. I call my mother mother, not my <laughs> spouse mother. I mean, that's just weird to me. I mean, I don't know. I just That was a tangent that I did not need to go off on, but I just want you to know, watch The Birdcage. It's fabulous. I'll add it to the list. Oh, have you never seen it? No. Oh, my God. It's amazing. It is amazing. You'd like it. It's Robin Williams and Nathan Lane play a gay couple in Miami in South Beach, and they own a, a dance club. You're going to learn so much today. It is brilliant. No I am forever sure. being criticized for not seeing movies that I should have seen. So You should watch this movie. This is a good one. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Jamie, have you ever seen The Birdcage? Sure. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have. All right, good. Long time ago. You weren't even born. Shut I was up. born. Okay. It was in the 90s. It was 96. So you were like seven. Born. I'm barely an 80s baby, so I, was, I, I have seen it. God. An 80s baby. I should reach through that panel right now and punch a little crap out of you. Oh, my God. Uh, Please calm down. (laughs) I got to talk to Bill about these stupid sound effects. It's just too much for me. Um, All right. Tell me what you're working on these days Uh, besides us bombing everybody in the world. Yeah. I mean, Thursdays seem to be the days when we're bombing people, so that's really busy. Uh, What you doing next Thursday, Jacqueline? You want want to talk about bombs? (laughs) (laughs) Can we have a date next Thursday to talk about bombing? I I had a lovely Easter weekend planned that will likely be impacted by any potential issues with North Korea. So we are certainly, the whole Politico newsroom is certainly going to be on the lookout for any, any movement there. North Korea, man. You know, Leon Panetta said something very interesting on TV yesterday. He's a former Secretary of Defense, um, former CIA chief, and former congressman from California. Um, worked as a, it was a Democratic congressman and worked for George W. Bush. Um, and um, so he his street cred is, is serious. And he said, you know, we used detente. We used containment with the Soviet Union, and it worked out. Right? It worked out. We should continue to do that with North Korea. I kind of agree with Leon Panetta on this. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Peter? I'm do you think idiot. if we I'm had bombed? I'm an idiot. Why are you asking me? No, look, I, I, I think that that's true. I, I, I mean, why in the world would we want to start? Like, North Korea, I, I get the— He's cray-cray. Yeah, I know he is. But he's also sort of fairly well isolated. And I'm not trying to say that, like— Because of containment. That's what I'm getting at. Right. Like, I don't really see him as a major, major threat right now. Maybe I should, but, like, he can run his tests and he can keep doing this, these big explosions to, like, make his people excited and get them all revved up. And that seems to be working out well. But, like, if we do bomb him. Oh, my God. Do we have to, like, take out his nuclear Capability. It's like that old joke about, like, you know, if you go swimming and you see a shark or a shark is close, you're supposed to punch him in the nose because it's supposed to scare him off. Like, they won't attack you if you punch him in the nose. If they get close enough, you want to hit him in the nose. And it's like, well, if there's a shark swimming by and you just punch him in the nose, it's like, well, what the heck? Well, I thought you were going to attack me. Well, I wasn't going to attack you, but now you punch me in the nose, so now I have to attack you. Um, watch Jaws. It doesn't work out that way. <laughs> well, that's a different Hi. story, but. No, it's not. It's a shark. But, like, why would you provoke, I guess, if they're, you know what I mean? Why escalate? Why be the one to escalate it? Because 
you're sitting at a 36% approval rating. Your Congress is sitting at a 20% approval rating. You can't pass an immigration bill. You can't pass it. You can't get an immigration executive order done. You can't do most anything. That's the problem here. Can't get tax reform done. You can't get re- repeal and replace Obamacare done. So you have to bomb stuff. The timing of this with North Korea, I think, is interesting because a lot of people yesterday were speculating if dropping this large bomb was to send a message to North Korea. Mm. Uh, and someone I spoke to said that kind of if if that was the point, it's not going to work because the North Korean leader is crazy. Like it, everyone knows we have these things. It's not like they're secret. So right. it's like he already knew we had this bomb. He, he, know, he now knows we dropped it, but that that's not going to deter mm. him if, if that was the point of it, but that it probably wasn't. Uh, but but it is interesting, the timing of, oh, we dropped this big bomb and now we're we're sending Navy carriers over to North Korea. But is it but Navy carriers don't they can't deliver a Moab. Right. No, it has. These to be are other kinds of missiles. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. I don't know. Um, Jacqueline Klimas, thank you very much for being with yeah, us Thanks today. for coming in. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. First it, visit to the show. It is. is it your first time? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we were totally nice. We should have been more brutal. <laughs> uh, that was. Why didn't someone tell me this? Next for time, exactly that reason. you're Uh-oh. in for it, girl. <laughs> have a great weekend thank and a happy you. Easter. Thanks, and I you hope too. you're not in the newsroom. Thank you. And we'll be right back. And I hope that that smile, I hope behind that smile, that you're doing some serious soul searching, listening to these people here tonight. Follow us on Twitter at BP Show. This is the Bill Press Show. Live video, Bill's commentary, the best clips from the show, all in one place. YouTube.com slash The Bill Press Show. And it's Jimmy Williams in for Bill Press, and thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, with us in the studio is Pema Levy. Hello, Pema. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm delightful. She is a politics reporter for Mother Jones, which my buddy David Korn, y'all break so much information over there. It is redunculous, the amount of information y'all break. We're working hard. Uh, duh. I mean, <laughs> it is killing me. I'm like, I want to leave podcasting and go work for Mother Jones. I don't. Ellen Weiss, I'm just joking. I don't. But my, that's my bureau chief. But I'm serious. You guys are really doing some great work over at Mother Jones. Thank you. Hire Jimmy is what it sounds no, like. No, no, no. I really love what I do. I totally love what I would want. No, I don't want to work that Why are you winking at her when you say that? That's no, I'm weird. Not, I don't wink at, first of all, I don't wink at women. <laughs> <laughs> Especially. I just, stop it. You're putting, putting baby in a corner. Baby does not like being in a corner. You Paula wink. Huh? You Paula wink. No, you're a Paula Polita twink. <laughs> we call him Polita twink, just so you know. That's Jamie Benson. He runs the soundboard, sadly. Pema calls me Jamie, which is my name. <laughs> it's true. You can call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. You know what I'm talking about? It's like a confederacy of dunces up in this place this morning. Oh, dear God. Um, Pema. Yeah. What are you writing about? Uh, so I recently published, I guess, a profile of Jeff Sessions, if you will, um, but specifically his time as a prosecutor in Alabama. Oh, yes. A fun uh, time for all of black America. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> so he, he served for a long time as a prosecutor. He uh, he was a, he was became a U.S. attorney when Reagan was in office and then just went all the way through until uh, Bill Clinton was elected. Right. And, you know, put his, put a Democrat in. 
And so he was there for, for 12 years. And then shortly after that, he was attorney general for two years. Um, and it's really interesting. There's a lot of I think that people don't realize this because it, it doesn't compute unless you you think about it. But he was down in Mobile, Alabama, which um, is a really interesting place for his genesis or his sort of like political coming into being. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really a place that was sort of slow to get on the um, desegregation bandwagon. It was very sort of reactionary. It had a lot of like rural whites who had come there during World War II. Um, you know, it was like the last major city to integrate its city um, in government Alabama. Yeah. in yeah. Alabama, right. only at the behest of the Supreme Court. <laughs> Funny, that little Supreme Court thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was also this bizarrely this like major um, place where the drug trade was going on because it has two major interstates and a port and an airfield. And so it was just like drugs were coming through all the time. And Jeff Sessions just... You know, he just implemented the war on drugs and it was his job and he did a really good job at it and was just, you know, went really, really hard on, you know, up, you know, the minnows to the big fish. Um, And so it was a a really interesting time and it's obviously very informative to who he is now. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, someone who's trying to ramp up, um, you know, prosecutions, um, you know, talking about spikes in crime, talking about going after you know, drug crimes again. And, you know, you just look back at, at, you know, who he was 20, 30 years ago, and it's the exact same person. And one, um, I don't want to give anything away, but like the, the last sort of quote in the piece is a quote from him 20 years ago saying, if I was U.S. attorney, I would just up prosecutions by 50%. Oh, my God. And so it's sort of like, well, yeah, that's, that's well, you know, but like it, it's, it definitely shows that that's how he's operating, but it's such a departure from when we talk about, prison reform and, you know, the mandatory sentencing. And you look at the war on drugs, which has gotten so much more manageable because of either legalization or or, uh, not locking people up for a lifetime for having a small amount of weed or things like that. But, like, we're really – we've really gone back in the other direction in a really big way. Yeah, I mean – Just, like, if you listen to what he says and what he believes in and what he would like to do. But that's not true. What? Like, like drug use in the country. I mean, crime. Like he's running around saying crime is through the roof. Oh crime yeah, yeah, down. yeah. No, no, he's doing it off of false pretenses. Yeah, but like, right. But like, we've done a much better job, I think, of managing crime in this country. Yeah, we yeah. have. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the statistics show that it yeah, is that's, significantly that's... decreased. And he sort of dances around that in his speeches. He'll sort of say like, crime went down, but it went up a little bit last year. And I'm pretty sure that's a new trend and not a blip. And that's sort of like what he says in each of his his speeches um, to sort of, you know, talk about this. But, yeah, I mean, it's very much I mean, I don't know the future, but people talk what? about Trump as that's it. A- Get her <laughs> I thought you were bringing a, 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 a what do you call those people? Clairvoyant. Or Clairvoyant. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sorry, Sorry. Jamie. That's it. Get her out. <laughs> I was going to say, not knowing the future, we think of Donald um, Trump as sort of a reactionary, um, sort of last gasp of like a reactionary um, past. And I feel like when it comes to crime, you know, Jeff Sessions also represents that sort of like last attempt to move everything backwards. I think Jeff Sessions embodies what the Trump voters want way more than like Donald Trump does. In the, in the sense of like being really, really hard on crime, uh, shutting it down brown people from coming into this country, right? 
whether that be from Mexico or or you know the Muslim ban stuff, you know. And for, it, so like, I mean, I'm not the first person to make this point. This week, I'll I'll say that other pe- smart people have been making this point, but. You know, there's all been all of this talk, obviously, about Steve Bannon and if he's mm-hmm. going to leave or his like role is reduced. And everyone's like, oh, the Bannon people are out. And it's like, you guys, Jeff Sessions is attorney general. Right. Like, yeah. right. like it don't like think that all of a sudden moderates are running the show like the Senate confirmed a Bannonite as yeah. attorney general. That's exactly right. So uh, I'm intrigued by this. This I, I don't even know if I would call it right wing. I don't think right wing actually does it justice. It's this neo-nationalism that that I think is what's so strange. Um, I get the idea of, conceptually get the idea of America first. I understand. I love America. I'm, I'm an, we're Americans. I got, totally get it. But the, but, but ignoring the fact that we are, there is, we are one country of hundreds and hundreds of others in the world and their relationship with us and our relationship with them either unilaterally or multilaterally, that's that's not how the world works anymore. It's just not. And the whole theory that we're going to close off all of our borders and just work focus on us, then that let that leaves a vacuum. And I get getting drug runners off the street. I get getting violent criminals off the street. And I and I think they should pump tons of money into doing those things, except for marijuana. Because marijuana's not a drug, it grows in the ground. So he pointed at me when he said that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But what I'm getting at is is that I, I listen, I, I don't want rapists and gang members. I, get them out. I told uh, by the way, that's Americans or uh, not Americans. Sure, get them okay. out. Fine with me. But don't sit around and scare the living hell out of people when crime is down. Crime's down. Don't lie to me and say crime is up. Crime is not up. Crime is down. I, you know, I remember being. I remember that the New York City of the 1980s and the late 1970s. That was a, cr- a criminally ridden New York City. Um, that's not what New York City is now. And Rudy Giuliani hasn't been mayor in a really long time. <laughs> Just FYI. Okay, so, you know, and, and, and listen, there are going to be criminals everywhere you go. That's just a fact of life. So you have to have cops on the beat to, to get to put them in jail. Fine. But, you know, it seems to me that we have a, this strange, um, the, the fear mongering and this misguide, these mis- misguided principles about who we're actually going after. That, to me, is the biggest scare of all. That's what worries me the most. And putting someone like Jeff Sessions, who, by the way, when I was a staffer, I worked with him and his staff um, in the United States Senate. He was easy to work with. I'll be completely honest with you. His staff, they were with us on certain things. They were against us on certain things. But you always knew where Jeff Sessions stood. And that was okay. That was totally fine. But it's not like he wanted to burn the place down. He wanted to get stuff done in the United States Senate. Um, now it's in uh, yeah, but like bad stuff done. Well, no, I mean we again we worked with him on certain issues, on some trade issues. We and he was helpful to us. Um, but you know, to be honest with you, you know, I got to tell you, it was this is a very. I mean, you 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 just your piece is about how he is the same guy that he was twenty or thirty years ago. Yeah, that that may be true, but. Being confined to the Senate where there are a hundred of those dudes and dudettes and you have to get along, or at least you used to have to get along, was a very, I think, 
helpful thing to him. Now, as the attorney general, he has carte blanche to do basically whatever he wants. And that's what scares me the most. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, in talking to a lot of people who knew him uh, back in Alabama, pretty much everyone said he's a really nice guy. Like, Beyond he's very nice. Ami- amiable. Yes, yes. And he gets a lot of, um, I think, credit or maybe even like leniency from people back home because they're like, well, he's so nice. And I run into him in the Costco and, you know, he's like, he's, you know, he's not like. You know, the politicians that are spending money everywhere or Well, to be fair, everybody in the South nice. doesn't mean that we mean it, but everybody <laughs> I mean, in the South is nice. I mean, when you've got the governor right. of Alabama resigning this week because of a sex oh scandal, like, everyone's like, oh, Jeff Sessions, not so bad. That was a campaign finance scandal, <laughs> Pimba, don't you know? But it by was. Way, you know, an ethical you, scandal. You bring, right. up, you bring up a point that I think cuts like way beyond just Jeff Sessions, but I think is a real sort of issue moving forward with the electorate, right? Because, like... Jimmy, you can relate to this, I'm sure, right? I have an uncle in Alabama, fairly progressive guy, voted for Barack Obama, right? Sweet guy, progressive on most issues, also hates black people, just like a horribly racist person. Really and truly. I'm not surprised about no, that. No, seriously. And, but that's the thing. That's like the issue now, right? It's like, what do we do with those people? But I think Jeff Sessions, probably one of those guys. Likeable, nice guy, pretty racist. I know, I'm, I'm saying it. I'm not asking anybody to agree with me. I'm just saying it. I, I, I see it. I mean, I look, I, I'm from the South. Where do, Pema, where'd you grow up? Los Angeles. That's not the South. I have relatives in the South. Where? I spent some time there. Louisiana. I've heard of that as a state. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> vastly underwater, but it's, <laughs> it's disappearing as we speak, absolutely. But it is indeed Northern a state. Northern Louisiana. Uh, Basically uh, Arkansas. I got it. I understand. Yeah. Yes. Also Still a state. Still above water. I was yeah. say, Southern Louisiana isn't really the South. It's just like Southern Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. They're in Northern. They're so yeah, gotcha. But, you know, the bottom line is, is that, you know, you can be I, 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 I'm, I, I'm intrigued. So you have let's take, for example, these races, these special elections that are happening. OK, so you had the one in Kansas. The Republican barely won in a district that Donald Trump won by 20 something points. He barely wins. You have one coming up in Georgia to replace Tom Price. Right. Now, Trump won this district, not by much, but Tom Price won it by 20-something, 26 points. Right. And the guy that's running, John Ossoff, is it Ossoff, Ossoff? Let's go with Ossoff. Sure. Um, you know, everyone's saying he's going to win this district. Okay, he, and it's a suburb of Atlanta. Here's how this is going to work. He's probably not going to win that seat. I agree. <laughs> because there are just too many racists still yeah. left. In, and by the way, racists do live in the suburbs. Racists live in urban areas. Hey, that's a bad little dirty secret, but it's true. And 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 so and you've got um, Mick Mulvaney. He's now the director of OMB. He's, I think, the 5th District of South Carolina. Um, it was a seat that the Democrat John Spratt held for 3,948 years. And Mick Mulvaney then beat him. Now he's at OMB. And you've got, you know, two African-Americans and a white guy, a white Wall Street banker named Archie Parnell, who's running for that seat. And about three billion Republicans, one of which put out an ad a woman who put out an ad a couple of days ago, a video ad, that decried um, the legislature in in South Carolina for taking the Confederate flag off of um, state property, saying that was the bad thing to do. Seriously? Now, I don't know if she wins or not, but how much more racist can you possibly get? And that's a campaign ad that she ran. Come on, America. You know, this idea that you, you can be progressive in the South, that's awesome. And by the way, the South has always had a a strain that that, that shrinks and, and and widens of progressivism always has 
But that doesn't mean that racists aren't out there voting because they are voting. Yeah. And that's why people like, you know, sadly, that it's going to be hard for Democrats to win. All you have to do is ask them this. Are you going to vote for Nancy Pelosi as leader? That's all you got to ask them. You don't have to ask them about health care or trade or bombing North Korea or any or the I mean, price of gas. They could just gas. say no. They could. Sometimes they do. Sometimes it saves them. I don't know. But it just like the, bothers the Rep- me. Republicans now are still running against Nancy Pelosi. Who hasn't right? been leader in 3,000 years. Leader, leader in forever. And it also... Yeah. Pl- I, speaker, speaker. Yeah. Right, 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 right. But it also highlights, I think, like just how easy it is to beat the crap out of a woman these days. Right? Like I yeah. think Hillary Clinton, we saw that. Yeah. But like the fact that they still demonize Nancy Pelosi, like who cares about Nancy Pelosi anymore? She's not in. Well, I definitely. So I wrote about this actually, uh, maybe like a few weeks ago now. But anyways, um, I wrote about the fact that, sort of, yeah, I think that the attacks on Pelosi are getting a little bit old. She's like clearly not speaker, so it's hard to sort of like get people too worried about her. Right. Um, and so the and new... Democrats hardly hold her up as the leader <laughs> of the party. Right. So the new person that they are now sort of like training their focus on to be like, are you with so and so is Elizabeth Warren. And to me that I I heard they were doing that and I was like, is it because she's a woman? Because Mm. they realize and I, you know, it's funny. I talked I asked a bunch of people and a lot of people were like, oh, I don't want to talk about that on the record. Um, One person was like, yeah, it's probably partly because of that. Yeah. (laughs) Like because the lesson of 2016 was you can be really nasty and personal, personal. In your attacks on a woman, and you will be totally fine. And win a majority of women. Yeah, and still win women. Yeah, that's a good point. He won a majority of women. Yeah, and so I think that, you know, we'll see how much they go after Elizabeth Warren, but I think part of it is like, oh, we can, you know, we can call her, you know, Pocahontas or Professor. And, you know, and so I don't know. I think, I think, but I think that that is um, something that they sort of, discovered a little bit in the last election and we'll see where it goes you can get away with a lot more like when you're beating up on a woman politically oh well it's it's a complete and total double standard oh completely yeah 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 no doubt completely no doubt hey can i switch gear i want to ask you about another piece that you wrote which is kind of it's, it's from earlier in the week but sean spicer on the 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 hitler stuff yeah Oh my God! I don't want to be. I don't want to keep beating up on him necessarily about that. But like, I, I have plenty of things to beat up on. Stupid Sean is about, but stupid. Does like some people are saying that this just is further proof that the White House is full of anti-Semites or Holocaust deniers, which mm-hmm. might be true. I just think Sean Spicer is a stuttering moron. I don't think he's a Holocaust denier. I just I, I think he's just. Like, he screwed it up. Dumber than a box of boxes. Bashar al Bashar al Assad in, in there charge. There he is. Yeah. America's sweetheart. Uh, is he in any danger of losing his job? Sure. I mean, I mean, everybody is in the Trump. I've worked for a billionaire. Here's how it works: if you're out of favor, you're out of favor. But the, I, I that's how way. that works. I don't think this uh, hurt him with Trump. No, I just think it's sort of like every day he's in danger and has been from day one because he works for Donald Trump. Yeah, right. And, and because right. you know, yes, I mean that that's that that's most of it. I, th- I think that yeah. the idea is that Trump was always sort of like I don't know about this guy, and so he's always sort of maybe been a little bit more ready to get rid of him. That's sort of what the impression that that we get on the outside is. But no, I I don't think um, I don't think that this necessarily th- th- this was so bizarre because it it didn't have to be a thing. No, like he could have a, a reporter asked him to clarify, and he could have just been like, you know what. 
that came out wrong. It's not what I meant. I was talking about use That's right. specifically in like cities, like in battlefields, like you know what? Let's like just World move War on. One. Let's like forget about that. Let's right, 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 right. We didn't go back right. to mustard gas. Like let's move on. Right. Um. But, but he didn't. He just doubled down, and then he sent out all of these like apologies. S- well, they were like clarifications, but they weren't apologies until it basically got to like that night or the next day when yeah. he like went out in public with Peter Alexander. And it, reportedly, right. I don't know. I saw this on Twitter, but called Sheldon Adelson and said, oh, "Sorry." Right. So he um, calls <laughs> the number one Jewish donor, Republican Jewish donor, and says, "I'm really sorry." Right, like, Seriously? Why not just stop it right there? Which is why it's which is why it was confusing to me, but because it it really did. I mean, it was. I think rightly, when someone says something like that, you should pay attention to it and write about it and yes. bring it to people's attention. Of course. But it is another thing where it's like, well, it is another day we're not talking about the fact that we're not really sure what Trump is doing in Syria or another day when, we're, you right. know, sort of like all these other things. And it was sort of like almost like Spicer like took one for the team and was like, I'm going to say something crazy about World War II and then like, yeah. <laughs> but like I'll just uh, take one for the team here. I, I really do think that, that these press briefings, which have now become – must see television, right? Which is never. See, I don't think they are. I think I think the network should not put them on. I'm not saying I don't. I'm not saying that they should be, but they are, right? Like you, you look like they're on all the cable channels, right? I I can't watch them anymore. I really can't. I won't watch them. I won't watch Trump's press conferences. I can't. It's 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 numbing. But my point is, Spicer's really do. He has like an audience of one, right? If he pisses off the press right. and everybody's watching. He keeps his job. That's all Trump cares about. That's 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 literally how craven he is. I right. Mean, it's, it's not a matter of are we getting the message out there? Is he flying under the radar? Like it, it's a it's a circus, which is exactly what Trump wants. So yeah, he'll keep his job. And by the way, do I think Trump is offended that Sean Spicer uh, didn't know about Hitler using chemical weapons? No. That's well, not, I don't know that. That's not going to lose him. I yeah. do. That's not going to lose him his job. No. Well, that listen. You don't lose your job unless you bring if, – if, if Trump thinks that Sean Spicer or, for that matter, anybody else in his administration is hurting him in the polls, yeah, then you're out. Yeah, that's fair. Fact of life. What Sean is Spicer's in, still pretty likable, by the way. I, I've among, met him. He's a totally nice guy to talk to and no, sit down. I, can't, no. I, I, I have. I mean, he's, 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 I mean, listen, would I go out drinking with him every Thursday night? No, I would not. Yeah. You know, but then let's be honest. I wouldn't have done that with half of Obama's people either. I understand. You know? I understand. I don't. (laughs) Jamie, I'm going to slap you like a small child. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. I'm going to stay out of that. Yeah. (laughs) Good idea. Can we talk about something that Donald Trump Jr. has done, speaking of apples falling from the tree, because we haven't said that? So apparently there is a group of LGBT kids, students and activists at Duquesne University in Pittsburgh who do not want Chick-fil-A on the campus. And they protested. And then Donald Trump Jr., because he's running a billion-dollar business, decided he needed to go after them and say to them, it's a yummy sandwich, please stop. Okay, so two thoughts. First, to the kids at Duquesne University, shut it about Chick-fil-A. I'm a gay man, and I love Chick-fil-A, and I eat Chick-fil-A now because they stopped giving money to anti-gay groups. Okay, so it's enough. I'm done. And Donald Trump Jr., Go run your companies, stop killing wild animals, and for God's sakes, get rid of your Twitter account because you're a moron. This is ridiculous. And this is this is like front page news these days. Come on. I mean, it's a chicken sandwich and you're a chicken for tweeting at kids who I mean, come on. It sounds like you kind of agree with him though. 
No, I don't agree with him. <laughs> I think it's dumb. I would, I'm not going to. Listen, here's the deal. If Chick-fil-A, which is a business, wants to be a, a profitable business, then it's remarkably simple. People will buy your food or they won't buy your food. That's called free commerce. And if you do really bad things to people, then I'm not going to buy your food. They stop doing bad things to the gay community, therefore I buy their food. If they pick up their bad things again, I will stop buying their food. This is terrifyingly simple. <laughs> it's economics. <laughs> it's free market enterprise. That's what it's called. But Donald Trump Jr. is supposed to be running a multi-bagazillion dollar business because his daddy's not running it, which is BS. He's totally running it. And, more imp- and by the way, taking profits from those businesses, a change he made to his trusts, his blind trusts, which are not blind trusts. But here's the deal. Get off it. I mean, it's enough. You, you know, we're, we're supplying you with secret service to protect you so no one will come and punch you in your face and make sure that, you know, you don't, you don't get killed. And I think that should happen. I think he does deserve secret service uh, protection. But stop going after gay kids. And gay kids, stop going after Chick-fil-A. It's just so stupid to me. It does feel very, like, 2010 or something. It's so, like, So much of this feels like 2010. Yeah. Right? If not like 1990, yeah. No, really. Like, I feel like we're fighting the same crap. Over and over again. From 10 years ago. Or 20 years ago. Yeah. Or 30 years. It's like, I'm, bo- I'm bored. That bores me. I'm bored, but it's also kind of terrifying. I guess. I don't know. That's hey, it, man. That's, that's it? Show. Is that the end of the show? Yeah, we're done. Emma Levy, thank you, thank you for coming in. Hey, Thanks go get the podcast. Me. Go check out the podcast. Go check out the podcast on iTunes. And, um, are you on Stitcher? Yeah, yeah, just go to Bill Press Show. Yeah, Bill Press Show. And subscribe and rate and go to my podcast, PKDC. Tim Levy, thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye. This is the Bill Press Show.